Hey everybody, it's your favorite reconstructionist, Eric Brown and Phil Relly, and welcome to episode number five of the one and only show, bringing you tips and tricks to working vehicle collision cases from the best experts in the industry every Wednesday. Today's topic is the liar for hire. So grab your expert angle coffee mug and settle in three, two, one, off we go. Every year, traffic crashes claim the lives of over a million people and account for over $500 billion of injuries around the world. A small select group of people from police to attorneys to expert investigators are tasked with getting justice for the victims, protecting the rights of involved parties, and ensuring the story is told accurately and honestly. Unfortunately, we believe that is an impossible task without the right team of experts. If you agree, then keep on listening for actionable tips from leading experts across various industries that you can start taking today to elevate your professional game. If you disagree, then tune in anyway and let us convince you with our ideas. We are Eric Brown and Phil Rally, and this is Crash Tech, the expert angle. Welcome back to the show, guys. Crash Tech, the expert angle podcast is brought to you by Crash Tech Reconstruction Services. If you have an accident that you need answers for or you think the other side has it wrong, Crash Tech can help. Connect with us at www.crashtechreconstruction.com to submit your case for a free review. So, Phil, today's episode, man... This is a hot button topic. This is this is the bane of your existence. <laughs> so so I'm guessing people are probably going to hear more from you in this episode than they ever have because you ethics have a little is your that, like bleeps out in case I slip. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can I can bleep stuff out. It's fine. I got it. It uh, yeah. but you know this is this is it, man. This is this is one of those things. You know, like I said, you rank ethics as your number one core value. Um, so I know this drives you crazy, but the liar for hire. Mm-hmm. When we're talking about expert witnesses, what are we talking about with the liar for hire? That's just going to be that individual that will write the findings or the opinion based on what their client wants to hear, not based on what the evidence presents or um, manipulate evidence. You know, if you, if, for example, if you have drag factor testing for a certain surface that ranges from 0.7 to 0.8, they might bump it up to the highest end or even a little bit above 0.8 and find some singular study out there that doesn't represent the commonly used and accepted ranges in the industry and use that because that gets what their client wants, the attorney. That's the opinion that attorney wants. So they have to find a way. They manipulate the investigation to arrive at the opinion that the attorney wants. And that, that, but isn't that the point of an expert to, to, to get what the client wants out there? Absolutely not. I think the truth is, is far more important. The you truth. Can't, you can't yeah. handle the truth. <laughs> Come on. You knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah, should have. But at the, you know, my thing is this though, the, the, if you're going to, if you're going to wrap a case up and, and present it, that it's it, it, because that's what your, your client wants is I want you, I want your opinion to be this. So you build your case around the opinion that you're trying to get to, then you're not building your case based around the evidence. And if you're not basing it around the evidence, get out of this industry, go do something else. Yeah. Uh, because you're discrediting all of the hard work that all the men and women in this industry that are doing, that are doing it ethically and yeah. doing it correctly. Because at the end of the day, you got to sit there and defend that on the stand. 
You know, you've got to be able to to defend the 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 five gallon bucket of bull crap that you've typed up. And that, and and believe you me, that people will know who you are. And there's people that know if I want if I want the opinion to be this, I'm going to call this company. That's really what you want your company to be known for. Right. That I yeah. will type whatever you want me to type. You pay me the right amount of money, I'll type whatever you want. That is right. not me. Uh, you know, I will I will not bend and hide from the truth. It is what it is. Accept it or run from it. That's your choice. I'm I'm accepting it. Now, interesting enough, and we've had this conversation before, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't necessarily need to go to the liar for hire, right? Mm-mm. Because, and, and, and you and I have had this conversation on, on the police side, I think more than anything, but right. when it comes to a crash, agree or disagree with the statement that pretty much in, in almost all cases, each party contributes to that crash. Absolutely. Everybody brings something to it. Yeah. It, now, some sometimes, sometimes not. I mean, sometimes you, you end up with the guy that's just stopped at a stop bar waiting for a red light and just gets rear-ended. You know, and, all, you know, his car worked perfectly. Everything was visible, broad daylight, no adverse atmospheric conditions, nothing like that. So so there but are his those mere presence, Right. But his mere presence brought something to the crash. He was. Yeah. There. Yeah. So, OK. So. So is there ever really a need to manipulate the science or the evidence? Or is it more of just uh, that you need to find that that often overlooked piece of evidence that that's the key to the case evidence or you know the the uh, the overlooked evidence or digging into your contributing circumstances i mean i don't know why people hide from this uh the contributing circumstances side of, of crash causation you know the cause of the crash is is always should be the simplest thing to determine mm-hmm. object a hit object b that's your cause. Okay. Or the crash doesn't happen. These two things came together, tried to occupy, occupy the same place, same time. Doesn't work out usually very well. What caused, what was, what was the contributing circumstance that brought both of those to that point? Yeah. And that in, in lies your opportunity to look for that hidden piece of evidence that's often overlooked. It's in the contributing circumstance. Yeah. So because when we say that and and we say, okay, look, you know, that you can manipulate the science, you can manipulate the evidence and you absolutely can. Anybody that's been doing reconstruction long enough can, but every other reconstructionist that's going to review that or, or an engineer, they should be able to catch that. Right. And And how many times have we done that? Looked at it and been like, holy cow, this is so far outside of the norm it yeah. jumps off the paper at you. Right. And it's, it's like screaming in your face, like, holy smokes. Like, what was this guy thinking? And the and sad so, part about it is, is, is the client, the attorney paid a ridiculous amount of money for that. Right. Yeah. I, it, it doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. I've never been able to wrap my mind around that concept of I'll pay $10,000 to get a junk report that may mm-hmm. or may not stand up to the scrutiny of a good cross counsel. Right. But it's a bluff. So I paid 10 grand for a bluff. I mean, that's, that's crazy. That's, that's asinine in my mind. I mean, that, that, it's, it's just absolutely ridiculous in my opinion. Yeah. So wouldn't the more fair thing to do, and, and you and I have done this before, where an attorney will call 
And they're going to say something, you know, for the most part, they're going to be like, well, you know, man, my guy pulled off from a stop sign and, and had the other guy been speeding, you know, uh, I think I could win my guy's case. Okay, fair enough. At least, at least we know what they're looking for, but we dive into it and we're like, man, speed's not there. This is right. not period end of story. Yep. And so at that point, do you just give up or at that point, do you start looking for something else? Because there's a reason, there is a reason that this crash happened. Right. Right. And are you ever going to find a crash that occurred where the person got up that day or 10 minutes before the crash decided, you know what? I got nothing going on today. I'm bored out of my mind. I'm going to go have a crash. Right. You know, I mean, sometimes there might be that guy. Right. There is. There's, there's probably a whole nother bucket <laughs> of reasons for that. But it, the point being, there's a reason these collisions occur. There's a reason that individual pulled from that stop sign. Is it that they didn't see the other car? Okay. Why didn't they see him? Right. And Let's start digging into things like that. But oftentimes you find it's easier to get somebody to write what you want them to write so that you can present a document, have an expert, let's say, well, you know, my expert is saying this, even though you know in your heart it, that is a piece of crap argument, it's a bluff, right? What if they call your bluff? Right. You spent yeah. $10,000. I mean, if you've got that kind of money to waste, oh my gosh, email me and I'll get you an account and routing number you can just start depositing money into because that's all right. it's good for. You know, right. give it to somebody that's going to use it for something. Yeah, absolutely. And and so, you know, maybe the outcome isn't exactly what you were looking for. Maybe it's a maybe it's a whole different argument. Maybe but it's, a def but it's defendable. Right. And and that doesn't mean that you don't have somebody that you can still go after for the victim because in a case right. like that, you know, say you have a view obstruction of, you know, right there at the intersection. Okay. Sure. Well, what's the view obstruction? And we just had this actually in, in one of the big cities, you know, we had a case and there were overgrown trees that the city was responsible to maintain that were blocking the signage for the roadway. Right. So, okay. Maybe it's not the other car's fault. But maybe you can go after the city of fair to maintain the trees, right? Maybe yeah, it's maybe. on private property, actually. And we just had a case like that where it was a golf course that failed to maintain their tree and their tree completely overgrew the stop sign, grew around it. And I mean, the, the stop sign was gone for all intents and purposes. Well, and, and you just kind of laid out a, a point that I was going to try and you know, make later on if I got an opportunity to speak, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't but, mean to Buffalo you there. Sorry. But, no, no, but, but, when you have two cars that collide in whatever shape or form, it's always easy for, if you're representing the, you know, the individual operating vehicle one to go after the insurance or any individual of the vehicle number two. But what if vehicle number two and operator of number two, are really not the person you need to go after. What if it is the city? What if it is, you know, the, the homeowner that has overgrown and it's blocking the intersection, maybe it's a township or, or a County engineer's office or, or what have you. So, you know, we're saying uh, from a liar for hire stance that, you know, you need your opinion, but maybe you're going after the wrong, maybe you're looking at the wrong person. So maybe the, the, the needle in the haystack is also on your end right. as far as the person you're going after. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the car malfunction, maybe, their maybe there's more than one person. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's interesting that you bring that up because yeah, a hundred percent that we're not saying that you don't have a, a, a at fault party that you can go at, but maybe it's just not what you're seeing. 
And, and that's what a good expert can do, I think. And our responsibility as an expert is to bring that up, right? Not just to, not just to roll over and write opinions because you're paying us to write an opinion. It, right. it, in my opinion, that makes for a crappy expert. Well, and, and the, th- the thing is, too, is not only that dominoes effects through the industry, you know, mm-hmm. because then you start hearing, well, every crash reconstructionist is a liar for hire. No, it's not. You have you have crash reconstructionists and companies that are out there representing the field and the and, and the science behind what we do in an ethical and responsible way that's driving um, you know, solid casework. And those individuals are 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 absolutely fighting to to disprove the liar for hire theory. But unfortunately, yeah. there's people out there that if you pay me enough money, I'll say and do whatever you want me to do. Well, if you want to hire a puppet, that's fine. Yeah. It's your it's your money. Um, but at the end of the day, it, it's it's your client that suffers in the long run. If that if that individual, you know, is putting that out, eventually you're going to get an attorney or you're going to get, you know, opposing counsel that's going to take them to task. And yeah. you may find yourself in a Daubert hearing and they get discredited. Now what you got? You got $10,000, no expert, no report. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so, you know, I always point this out to a lot of attorneys. If the other side has an expert, so, you know, especially for a PI attorney, if the insurance company gets an expert and they author a report, send that recon report to another firm and just, just ask them, hey, can you read this report and does anything jump off the page at you as, as to maybe they, they weren't quite 100% ethical, they didn't follow the science, something like that. And for most for the most part, there may be some expert firms that charge for that. Like, like for us, I mean, I would never charge an attorney for that. Just to read a report and, and let them know verbally, like, yeah, I think this guy really, really poo-pooed the bed. You know, yeah. or and how many times you know, does that happen? Right, we've got yeah. those reports and been like, oh my goodness gracious, yeah. And there's been some that we got and we're like, yeah, you know what? It sounds pretty solid. Yeah, like yeah, there's some points you could argue, but for the most part, it sounds pretty solid. Sure. And so, you know, that's really where you need to align yourself is with a, with a company that you can trust that has that reputation of not being a, a liar for hire. Right. And, and there's, there's plenty of them out there. I mean, we're we're really good friends with a lot of these other company owners that are beyond reproach. I mean, they're impeccable, the, their ethics right. and, and standards and everything else. So choose any of them and just say, Hey, right. look, you know, take a look at this report and you know, let me know, is this something that we could uh, you know, that this guy went a little too far on or, or does this sound, sound good to you? Right. Yeah. And the problem yeah. is, is everybody knows these companies. Everybody knows the liar for hire company. We know them. Yeah. I, I get you have to know them. If you're an attorney, you have to know them. And if you've used them, this is kind of where you got to do some soul searching and be like, nah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I might have called that guy because I needed an, an opinion or, or, you know, I called that girl because I needed an opinion. Right. And, uh, you know, I just I, I, I knew I could throw some money at him and they would say whatever I need them to say. But the problem becomes if it works once, you're going to try it a second time. Yeah. And then it works and, a second time, you right. know, and then it becomes habit. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to go to that person because so far I'm 10 for 10 or whatever, you know, right. uh, but eventually you're going to get, and, and if you have any belief in Murphy's law, it, when it happens, 
it's going to be the case of the case. It's going to be the case that you took that is huge liabilities. It's a it's going to be a groundbreaking case. You're going to it's going to make all sorts of national news, and you're going to turn to that expert that you've turned to a hundred times before because it always worked, and they're going to get stomped in the mud, and you are going to look like a fool. Yeah. Well, I know that, but it's it's your reputation. It, at the end of the day, absolutely, it is. You know, yeah. I think about because if we know the liar for hires and you know them, yeah. then I guarantee the insurance companies know them. Yeah, I guarantee the, the thing judges is, know them. You, you know, you it's our reputation on the line if you become that person, you become known as that company, and then the attorney becomes known as that attorney. That mm-hmm. you know, oh, I know if I hire this attorney, he's gonna. I guarantee he's gonna get me money. That because they the the, the clients know that that firm or that attorney has that reputation. Well, yeah. where did that attorney get that reputation from? They got that reputation by using a company that has that reputation. It's just yep. a, it, it's, it's just a, uh, a toxic relationship, toxic environment. Sooner or later, it catches up. Yeah. Does it catch up to you on the $10,000 case or does it catch up to you on the, the big, you know, multi-million dollar case right. that you think this is, this is what puts me on the map? Oh, it'll put you on the map. Just yeah. Not the map you probably want to be on. And, and unfortunately, I think that's, that's part of that term of where people came up with ambulance chasers. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's that attorney that's just going out there, filing every lawsuit, getting a, a reconstructionist or an engineer, pays them for an opinion. And it's, it's all based on junk science. And again, I think that's where that term starts to come from is junk science yeah. uh, is, is because these guys are going out there and they're just writing these opinions. And they author them out there and, and everybody knows it's, it's baloney. Everybody knows it. Right. And so they do it. If they do it, the expert does it a hundred times and, and gets, you know, the, their client, the attorney, a settlement a hundred times, you know, they, they kind of believe they, they start believing the garbage they're putting out there. Yeah. And so, I mean, is that the, is that the attorney that you want to be? Like, is that the, and maybe it is, that's fine. I mean, I guess if that's, if that's your, if that's your wheelhouse, then, you know, yeah. at least you, at least, you know, your target audience and you know what you're here for. But if you don't want to be that attorney, don't be that attorney. Yeah. It's a choice. It's not a, it's because not a I'm, because I'm, I'm telling you, you can win these cases. It just might not be on the path that you think that you're currently on. That's all. Maybe you just need a fresh perspective. And so if you bring in an honest expert, that's what they're offering you is a fresh perspective. Isn't that the expectation of the expert though? When you, you know, when you think about an expert, even growing up as a kid and you hear the word expert, you think of the person that is trained, you know, in their field of or area of expertise and they know that area of expertise, they're going to practice ethically and, and everything is going to be sound. It's going to be solid. It's going to be, uh, repeatable, all that stuff that goes into it. And if you're using someone that's not doing that, someone that is, that is just writing what you want them to write so that you can be able to present a document that said, this came from my expert. Are they really an expert? I mean, save yourself the $10,000 and just hire somebody and put them in an office somewhere and clerical staff pay them $15 an hour and you know, <laughs> yeah, right. have some, have some college intern down the hallway typing up opinions. Yeah. And, and so I think part of this also goes back to, uh, you know, one of our first episodes of, of the differences between some of these experts. And so would you not agree that I think one of the things that perpetuates this cycle is that you have some experts out there 
that don't know how to locate this crucial evidence. This is where this is where locating the evidence becomes absolutely paramount because if you can't locate the evidence, then really all you're relying on is what the police officer did, which we've, we've discussed may or may not be accurate. Right. And you know, you know, the ending collusion, uh, conclusion that the attorney wants you to come to. And, and so that expert is going to rely on that, that garbage, garbage in, garbage out. And he's going to, he's going to have to make it fit whatever narrative he needs to make it fit. Whereas if you hire an expert that really they're, they're top notch at locating evidence and knowing where to turn to, knowing what resources they need to turn to and have a good working understanding of this, they can sit there and be like, ah, you know what, listen, I, I know you want to go after speed. I don't think that's the smart approach here. I know you yeah. want to go after visibility. I don't know that that necessarily is the right approach. Right. Right. But they should be able to, your experts should be able to offer you the correct approach. Yeah, they should be able to see based on the evidence and the correct interpretation of the evidence. If this is the path you want to travel, that's fine. We'll start down that path and see where it leads us. But eventually yeah. you're going to come a come to a fork in the road. One leads to additional evidence to help support your your original path. Well, there's no more evidence. It's blocked right. off. There's a roadblock. Got to start yeah. down another path. That other the other path leads to bum 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 searching <laughs> death, 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 death. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> But that's what I would I would think that that is what every attorney would expect their expert to do. I mean, isn't it at the end of the day, isn't that what you should be hiring them to do is locate the evidence and locate, you know, and bring to you. I mean, if you establish the right relationship with the right expert, with the right company and, and you trust that, OK, that this is what I thought we had in this case, because my client believed that other person was speeding and that turns out to not be the case that if your expert comes to you and says, look, speed's just not there. However, we got a huge visibility problem. Okay. Be willing right. to change, be, be willing to change paths and go down that path with your expert. Because at the end of the day, you should be trusting your expert is going to give you, just like when you go to the doctor and you're not feeling well, you're trusting the doctor is going to give you the correct diagnosis. Your expert in a sense is the doctor of this crash reconstruction field. Yeah. And they should be offering you the right opinion or the right diagnosis for what your situation is. And if you don't trust that and you want to stick to your guns of, of this is what you, you want. I think back to your comment, I think that's where you got to do some soul searching. You either trust your expert or you don't. Yeah. And, and I equate the, I equate the attorneys that, that go after this, um, you know, just using the quote unquote, the hired gun, the liar for hire. Those are, those are the same people that go into the mechanic shop and they're like, well, this is what's wrong with my car. Fix it. Yeah. You know, or they go to the doctor and they're like, I have strep doc. I need, I need some meds, you know? And, and if you go to a good doctor, to a reputable doctor, he's, he's not just going to take your word on it because you looked it up on WebMD, right? Because everything on WebMD. <laughs> all doctors now. Yeah. yeah WebMD is, is whatever, you know, like four different solutions and cancer, right? Like you're like, I have a headache. And they're like, well, you could just have a, you could be dehydrated or you have brain cancer. You know, yeah. that's, that's just WebMD. Um, but the, uh, you know, that's exactly it is any good doctor worth their salt, an expert in their field is going to want to do their own diagnosis. And it's the exact same thing with a mechanic. You take your car in there and you're like, man, you know, this thing's idling rough, the whatever, the wheel sounds weird. And they're going to want to do their own diagnosis. You know what? I appreciate your opinion. I appreciate where you think the problem's coming from. Let me do my own diagnosis. I'm going to call you back, tell you how we're actually going to fix it. Well, it's got to be the same thing with your expert. 
Absolutely. And that's, that's one of the big things of, of why we have our initial consult is anybody that's done work with us before knows the way that, that we work Okay. Is send us, send us everything you got reports, photographs, any kind of statements, things like that. I don't want to know who your client is. Do not on, 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 you know, the first contact, never tell me who your client is. And we do this with the insurance companies too. When we work their cases, I don't want to know white out on the report, what insurance company each person has, because I don't want to know. I want it to be a complete surprise and let us review it. And it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Because the evidence should be the evidence. Mm-hmm. And, and that's stuff that you can't manipulate because man, I'm telling you, just like Phil said, you go down that road. That's a, that's a scary slope. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, and we had this conversation the other day, your experts have that temptation, right? Of because once you've been doing this long enough and you really start diving in and knowing where the formulas come from and how to derive them, you learn how to manipulate them. And, and that's a scary, scary, dark road to go down. And this is why ethics becomes so important. You have well, to find that ethical expert that's not going to cheat. Well, and, and, and something else, you know, and, and kind of thinking about it as you were uh, talking there, you know, let's say you had the case where... You mean you weren't paying attention? Shock. I was paying attention. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> uh, but you had that case where you believe speed is a factor and you, and you, you give everything to your, to your, your expert and they're reviewing it, but... I don't think you, and that's where I think ethics come in and, and, and from the stance of, okay, I've come up with speed. Yes. Speed is certainly, you know, part of this. Yes. Speed definitely played a role in this. What role? Yeah. So don't just stop. Cause you're going to have that. You're going to have that expert that, you know, you, you believe you have a speed and sometimes there's cases where there's no doubt it's a speed related issue. Everybody would see it then if everybody's going to see it, you, you got to see where that plays the role. How does that impact everything else as yeah. a result of this, you know, the, the, the cascading effect of it. But when you have that quote unquote liar for hire that just says, yep, you're right. We had speed. Speed was the significant contributing factor in the crash or it was the cause of the crash. Okay. It was the cause or contributing circumstance. So you've got to get that right partnership where you have that expert that says, here's the evidence and you are correct. Speed did play a role. This is the role it played that's yeah. willing to go that step further. Um, and that's kind of what you owe as yeah. an expert. Well, and, and so that's, that's actually a future episode coming up is cause versus fault. Oh, because I think a lot things. of people are very unclear on yeah. the difference. And, and there is a distinct difference between the cause of a crash and who's at fault for the crash. Yep. And we're going to do a whole episode on that yeah. because it, it, it actually starts to get kind of murky, but that's where the expert needs to really clarify that. And sometimes that's what you're seeing when, when you are just paying somebody for an opinion is they'll just stop at cause, but not go on to who's at fault or they'll do who's at fault without analyzing the cause. Right. And you got to be careful because you get another expert have both sides of that worth, worth their salt. And you got to answer gonna, both sides of that cause and fault. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, and if they're not, you run the risk of getting buried in court. If you get a good expert on the opposing side that knows the difference, because he's going to take a look at that and be like, well, yeah, that did, that, that was a cause of the crash, but here's why, you know, that guy's at fault, not my client. And, and if your expert didn't do that, the yeah. jury's going to believe the guy who did that went the one step further. Yeah. 
So you've got to, you really got to be cognizant of that, um, you know, and, and make sure that you're watching that. Make sure that you're you're hiring the right guy for the job that goes that necessary step. And you know where this becomes a problem. It, it, for a practical example, everybody in in our company hated this case. Every single one, because once we get a case in. I'll present it around uh, to my other reconstructionists and we all, you know, and I'm like, well, this is the road I think I'm going to go down and then they all kick it back. And so we had one that was going to be a visibility case and it, it involved a dump truck that was bright yellow middle of the day, um, clearly visible for like a thousand feet, you know, and everything else. And uh, so I'm like, oh, I think, uh, you know, yeah, let's go down, you know, the, the visibility path and everybody's like, dude, you ain't got it. Like there's not a visibility problem there, you know, and you try and you try and find a way to, to make it a visibility problem because that's, that's what your, your instincts are inclined to do. And so you've got to be willing to step back when your other experts that you're collaborating with are like, dude, you don't have it. You have to come off that pride. And I think that's another thing that drives this liar for hire mentality is pride. Yeah. And, and you've got to be willing to back down. And, and, you know, like in that case, I'm like, okay, well, let me come off of that. Then what else do we have? And, and so, you know, everybody starts kind of kicking it out. And you're like, oh man, that's, that's actually a way better road to go down. And so once we did that and we went down some of the paths that the other guys that weren't wrapped up in the case saw, it became such a better case. And so, you know, that's it is sometimes you need that fresh perspective. And, and I, I kind of, for the, for the example on that, think about it. There's a reason that the players on the field of a football game, I'm an Ohio State super freak, so I'm going to use Ohio State, right? <laughs> Even though I believe our players are good enough that they don't need a coach, right? They could just go out and beat everybody in the country anyway. There's a reason they have a coach, right? Because the players on the field are so into the game. Their concentration is just so wrapped up in the game. They can't see it. They can't see the defensive player starting to move for the blitz. They can't see, you know, all the, uh, what's going on on the field. And so you have the coach that's over on the side that's calling the plays. And then beyond that, right. The coach is super wrapped up in the game. He's watching what his players are doing, watching what the other team's doing. So now where's your actual play caller at? He's up in the skybox. He's not even with the team. Right. right? Because he, he has that fresh perspective. Right. And that's where it comes down to is you guys as the attorneys are so vested in these cases. You have so much wrapped up into them and you've spent hours away from your families. You've got thousands of dollars resting on the line here. You've gotten to know the clients and everything else. And when you call that expert, the expert has to be the play caller. He's got to be, and I, I'm not, I don't mean that like on the way he's, he's got to tell you how to litigate the case, but he has to be the fresh perspective, right? He has to be able to see the whole field everything that's going on and be able to make some calls. He's got to see the game. Yeah. hundred percent. And the game is a hundred percent. It's the whole pie. It's not half of the pie and then issue an opinion because that, if I do the whole pie, I can't issue the opinion that you're looking for. But if I do half of the pie, I can get you your opinion. Yep. And then, you know, and, and again, we're going to do a, a whole show on peer review, but just make sure too, when they're doing their peer review process, I would ask your expert, what is your peer review process? Because like, I tell you what, is, this, this is probably one of the things or one of the areas that you and I outside of a couple other minor topics, but you and I really with, with our group of reconstructionists, we're brutal. We are. Yeah. I mean, we are 100%. just brutal. 
Because if you, you know, if you can't, if I read your report and it doesn't convince me, right, you ain't convincing a jury, or you poke holes in it, and that's it. Is is you know we actively try and destroy the that report. I mean, like if Phil submits a report to me, it's not just a proofread. You yeah. know what I mean? And so if you, if you ask your expert, well, what's your peer review process? If they're like, well, we proofread it and look for mistakes and this, that, and the, you know what? That's why Microsoft Word has a review tab. Like, <laughs> that's not what a peer review is. Like, right. I'm going to look at it from, I'm working for the other side and I'm going to bring my A game. I may even do a whole nother reconstruction on it. I mean, there's been times Phil will do his own diagrams, his own everything, you know, and, and we'll go animation for animation, animate the crashes out, go back and forth and, and poke holes in each other's arguments. Because at the end of the day, you want to make sure that what you're doing holds up to the science. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and, and it's true to the facts. And, and if your expert can't win on the facts, if he has to actually manipulate the science, manipulate formulas, if he has to do that crap, stop using him. Because yeah. he's the one that's doing a disservice to everybody in this field, including you as the attorney. Absolutely. Because the judge knows it. And when the other side makes their objections, their objections are going to be sustained and yours are going to get denied. Yeah. Right. The judge, the judge can see it. The jury is going to see it. Everybody's going to see it. I, and, I, and I don't know if it's just because of what we, you know, have done or the fields that we're in in our full time lives uh, is what drives that ethical uh, approach. Uh, I would hope not. Uh, I would hope that is who you are as a core, as a human, as a person. Um, but it's, it's sad when you see some of these reports coming out there that, that, you know, an attorney presents to us says, Hey, this is what the, you know, the other, the other counsel's expert report is. And you look at it and you're just like, so it's so disappointing to see that that's where yeah. some people are willing to take that. That's where they want to take their name and their company's name. That that's yep. the path they want to go. And yeah. I just, I just, I won't do it. Right. I, just absolutely not. Yeah, if, if you want, you I'll know, lose on. I'll lose on a. I would rather lose knowing that I did everything right. Yes, everything right. It it was ethical. The evidence, the analyzation was fine, and, and you're just stuck with you know with what the jury decided. Then then lose because you know I got to look at myself in the mirror the next day and lose because yeah. I knew I should have never went down that route, but I went there because that's the only way I could have got to the opinion that they wanted. Yeah. And I mean, if you get part of your report excluded or suppressed or something, I mean, man, you're, you're no help to anybody ever yeah. again. Yeah. That's always going to come back to haunt you. So yeah, I agree. You know, I, uh, yeah. If your expert can't win it on the truth, they're a crappy expert. I'm just going to be flat out blunt, blunt, yeah. honest. If they can't, it is what it truth, is. <laughs> They, they, they shouldn't be an expert. So, um, you know, so Phil, I, we're up against our time limit. Final thoughts, man. I think you, you go after the truth at the end of the day. I think that's what we're all after. Stick to that. Yeah. Don't go down. Don't be tempted to go down the path of least resistance. Yeah. And, and I think on that, I'm going to echo that with, uh, don't let pride get in the way of doing what's right. Sorry. Don't let pride get in the way. Of I agree hundred percent. That's right. So, yep. Well, everyone, that's going to wrap it up for the day. As always, jump over to Facebook and make sure you follow and join Crash Tech, the Expert Angle Group. Also, if you want to leave us feedback, have an idea for a show, or would like to be on a future show, head over to crashtechexpertangle.podbean.com and click the link on the right that says contact the show. The form will come up. 
put anything that you want right in there. If you want more information on expert consulting services or training, visit us online at www.crashtechreconstruction.com. And finally, if you're a PI attorney, make sure you request to join the Crash Site Facebook group. Or if you're a defense attorney, make sure you request to join the Crash Site Defense Facebook group. Neither site contains any ads or spam. It's just a private community that brings experts from all different areas together with attorneys to collaborate or ask questions. So again, guys, thanks for tuning in. And remember, always leave your accident victims better off than you found them because at the end of the day, everything we're doing is for them. 